Welcome to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry. Araya is an Emmy award-winning TV show host, producer, director, author, and so much more. In 1999, Araya was told she would never speak again after having her left vocal cord nerve removed during cancer surgery. But against the odds and facing adversity head on, she found her voice, literally. And now she uses it to tell great stories of hope and inspiration to help motivate entrepreneurs to earn more, live more, and give back more. Now, let's get celebritized. Now, here's your host, Araya McGarry. Hey everyone, and welcome to Get Celebritized, where I introduce you to the most amazing people who have achieved great successes in their industry. Some of them have gotten there through people they knew, people, coaches, mentors, and some have gotten there despite horrific obstacles or traumas or failures. We all know we need to learn how to fail forward to success. So today I have the wonderful Sheila Swift Kaye, and she is an amazing singer, songwriter, artist, and now an educator. She has a story to tell you. You are not going to want to miss. So Sheila, welcome to the podcast. Hi, hi, friends, and hi, Miss Araya of Sunshine. <laughs> so good to see you. Now, Sheila and I met on the newest, hottest app around town, which is Clubhouse. So if yeah. you're all on our Clubhouse, you need to be and follow both of us there because we are in all the in spots in clubs and rooms. But Sheila, I got to know you a little bit over on Clubhouse, and then we spoke on the phone, and your story is so compelling and so filled with interesting twist and turn. So tell us twist a little bit turns. about you. For, yeah, it's got some <laughs> twist and turns for sure. So tell us a little bit about your background. So then the, the viewers and listeners going to want to know about how you became successful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to share my story. I mean, at the root of everything, it is about the story and I wouldn't have one without Jesus. <laughs> so that is Yay. number one for me. Um, so I, I grew up in Houston, Texas, where I am currently, and um, I have been able to travel all over the world. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but I think I came out of my mama's womb singing at five years old. I was like, this is what I want to do. I'm going to be a singer. Um, two weeks before my 13th birthday, um, <sighs> tragedy struck. <laughs> I mean, yes, I can say that. Um, I was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Now, at the time... Wow. We did not know, you know, if it was malignant, what was going on. It is benign. That little puppy's still right in there. Like I shared with you, <laughs> I've come to think that maybe it's just, you know, maybe a calcified third eye. Who knows? It's got a, an AVM around it for you medical folks. That is arterial vascular malformation. So it basically just like cut off its own blood supply. I was probably born with it. But at this time when we found it, um, the doctors, I mean, of course, the, the compassion and sympathy wasn't really there. My parents were told she might have three months to live. If, if this is what we think it is, wow. she's got three months to live and y'all will probably get a divorce. And my what? dad's like, 
Yeah. My dad's like, I want a second. It's an opinion. I want a different doctor for sure. After he said that, I mean, for sure. Mindset is everything. And for a doctor to even say that, and you guys will probably get divorced. He needs to be disbarred. I'm just saying, I mean, you know, but again, that too, like just the testimony of my parents and the strength. And again, Mm. because of God in our lives. Now the really interesting part of the synchronicity of that was that my parents were going through a Bible study at the time called Experiencing God by Henry Blackaby. And they were on the specific lesson of Isaac sacrifice or Abraham sacrificing Isaac. And so just the whole idea of like, okay, put, put her on the altar, like whatever needs to happen. And then God's like, good, you were obedient. And now guess what? Here's the blessing. And guess what? I'm going to be 40 years old in December. You're still here. Oh my God. (laughs) 13 diagnosed with a brain tumor that's supposed to kill you, supposed to make your parents get divorced, which what a wonderful little and you know, birthday present together. that was. And they're what? about to have their 41st oh. anniversary, September 13th. Look at you. Um, You're 40 and they're celebrating their 40th, 45th anniversary. 40. Almost. We're almost, almost there. Okay. No, but I'm excited. I'm excited. You're all invited to my birthday party. Oh, but, um, so awesome. but no, I mean, I definitely had a lot of, um, struggles with it. I mean, I was, I was a sick kid for a long time. And again, it was like where this thing is, you know, it presented at puberty, you know, everything's changing and all the hormones and everything. So I would have chronic migraines. I would be really sick. I'd be in and out of the hospital. I mean, it was a tough journey. I mean, MRIs every two weeks. And now it's like, I'm in the clear. I think even like growing up, I've kind of, you know, also learned how to like deal with stresses and emotions and, and all that kind of stuff to where um, I can kind of control the flow a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it was a long journey. And now I'm here to say like, I'm good. It's benign. It's there. And now I realize it's not my disease. It's my device. I you love know it. I mean? It's your device. Oh, that's a it's hashtag. Device. It's your so, not yeah, my disease, it, my it, device. I grew up in church, like I was thinking, well, like what testimony do I have? Like I'm, I'm a kid. I wasn't into hell's angels. Like I never knew anybody that knew anybody that did drugs until I married my ex-husband, which was a whole another part of the next story. So now he's good. I don't want to throw shade and we'll talk about that. Okay. But, um, yeah, enter, um, gosh, my story is so twisty and turny. Um, uh, I'll back up real quick. So when, when the tumor presented itself, you know, they said three months live again, I always wanted to be a singer. And my parents were like, let's give her a purpose. Let's give her something to look forward to, to wake up for. And so they started taking me all around the country to sing and be at churches and tell my testimony while we're in the middle of this storm. They were already claiming um, your healing as if it was already done. And that's what Christians of faith, you know, women of people of faith do we claim it as it's already been done so good for them absolutely and you know god is so faithful i mean i would literally be like laid out in the back of the suburban like so sick but as soon as i would get there and see you put lights on me and a microphone in my hand i'm like hey the real sheila is here let's go (laughs) and of course it like gave me um, a lot of hope and, faith. and I didn't worry I, because of course my parents were so awesome. They took the brunt of all this and I didn't worry. I was like, okay, God, whatever it is, however many days I have on this earth, I'm going to use my voice to serve you. And, you know, for so long, I understood that as singing because I know that that's been a gift and I love it. It's one of my passions. Um, but now as I'm older too, I recognize like our voice is our voice, no matter what, just make a joyful noise through speech, through writing, through anything that you do through creativity. But, um, so yeah, now fast forward from, uh, becoming a professional, uh, musician and touring artist, um, all throughout high school and then college 
And then I, um, I met my ex-husband and we have two beautiful babies together, twin girls named Marley and Dylan. They're the Bob twins. I love it. I love it. And then, um, you know, he really struggled with addiction and it tore us apart again. Now, like just beautiful, like the power of prayer and God, and he's sober and everything. It's like, okay, now we can even be friends 10 years later. There, nice. there, there's hope at the end of this, if anyone's going through a lot of this stuff, but, um, that then, uh, led me to my now husband later, <laughs> um, Chris, similar backgrounds <laughs> who I have. Yes. Christian Kaye. That's where the Kaye came from. Don't worry. People see it written down. Like I had to learn it too, but yippee Kaye. <laughs> yeah, you go. We won't finish that sentence. <laughs> yeah. But now we have, um, I have a six-year-old son with him. So I've got the twin girls who are about to be 13 and I have a, a, a kindergartner. Oh, so, right. um, you know, everything is good. And I've been still uh, doing music and, and doing it up until the pandemic. I was still touring. I've been recording. Now I'm just really focused on recording and we'll see, you know, you know, I, I, I was joking. It's true. Like the peach cobbler was my Prozac during the pandemic. So I'm not sure. Like, I'm like, like oh, everybody else. We, you know, and who cares? We're, we're still pretty, but I love oh. it. Yes. Oh, please. I don't even want to be seen from the waist down anymore. But, but yeah, the performance okay. aspect, I mean, we all went through a confidence of, we did. or a crisis of confidence and a lot of stuff and a lot of grief and a lot, you know, but thank God we're coming out of it. And it's like, again, God will never give you more than you can, can handle, but it's been such talk about a pivot. It really? And um, yeah, I remember it was like, I've been, I played South by Southwest every year since 2007. So we were literally packing up to go to South by, and then it was like, you know, there's yeah. this virus coming. And so, you know, I just, I really had to sit with that and go like, what, what am I doing now? I also, at the same time, lost my job at the university. But like I said, in tandem, I was so blessed to have been working the last 12 years for Houston Baptist University as the assistant gallery director and curator. So I have the music, I have the arts, and um, that's just everything in my soul. And now you're an so, educator, yeah. Sheila. So that's good. And you're saying things that everybody can really relate to now because everybody had to pivot. Everybody had to stop with this pandemic. Yes. Everybody probably has a few extra pounds on them. Well, except for all the big, you know, the all health fitness people, of course. I'm like, God bless hey, them, God I, bless I them. made sure no one was on fire. Like, this is okay. I'll figure this out later. Like, <laughs> and it's all good. It's all real. We need to be real with each other, yeah. especially women. We really need to know, you know, we can't get caught up and, oh my gosh, I've got five pounds on or even 20 pounds on really who cares we're it alive we matter. made it through the pandemic so far so good and you know who knows what'll come away but I love that you said God never gives us more than we can handle and about your voice because you know my story is very similar that you know they took out my vocal cord nerve told me I never speak again but we get you down kid look at me I'm talking and I know that God never gives us more we can handle even though we cry and complain a lot when things are happening because traumatic things do happen and yeah. they're not great but they are for a purpose and we hate them and, but we have to go through them. And if we can turn them into something special, that's the, the best point. Cause you know, I deal with nonprofits and I've dealt with women that, you know, one of the women that I know from my Living Legacy Summit, her six-year-old son was gunned down that day in Newtown, Connecticut shooting. So I can't imagine a more horrific day than a mother taking their kindergartner, the first grader to school and not being able to bring them home because a maniac shot and killed them. I mean, I can't imagine bouncing back from that, but she did and her surviving 12-year-old son. And they started a nonprofit called the Jesse wow. Lewis Love Foundation because wow. she still believed there was more love in the world than hate, even after her son was gunned down. And so we really are resilient, more resilient than we think. And it's those type of people that give me hope too, that 
we don't get more than we can handle, even though we may, you know, hate it. It is for a reason. And as parents, we never want to think of that as ever happening. But when it does, if you can give back and be a special, special gift and angel to the rest of the world in memory of, I just think there's no better hero than that. Absolutely. That's why I love, I'm so glad I have a voice because I promised God that I'd use my voice to spotlight stories like that, to give people hope. So when we start thinking, oh, what was me? We'll always know there's somebody has it worse because there really is always somebody that has it worse. Absolutely. And I understand when, you know, these things happen, especially with with children and this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, I understand the people that say, well, then how would a good God do this or take away that like it makes no sense but we're not here for the the understanding we're here right. for the journey and the process and the faith and again like i mean it, it is hard it is hard yeah. to bounce back from that but understanding that there is a plan i mean look at my clubhouse bio my favorite person got me through everything romans eight twenty eight, which says in all things mm-hmm. god works for the good of those who love the lord who he has called Amen. according to his purpose and we may never understand the purpose i may never i don't yeah a lot of times understand why i went through all of this but you're but a testimonial but I'm here now yeah. and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to use my voice to I hopefully encourage you to not give up. Don't, don't give, give up. up. Don't give up. Plus we, it shows we need each other. Cause if, we're, if we were all self-sufficient, all happy all the time, nothing went wrong. We wouldn't want to need to pray. You know, we wouldn't feel like we need to pray, but we wouldn't need each other. And I right. think through the pandemic, we all really realized how much we need each other and how Absolutely. much those bonds are. And I think that's one reason clubhouse is doing so well, because it's not just us posting our videos and talking to people or posting these cute posts to make him look great. No, we're we miss talking to each other. Yeah. We miss having this communication and there's only so many phone calls you can make in a day. So I think it was just genius. So clubhouse. Well, it honestly so took me out of a serious depression. I mean, again, the grief of losing both of my careers at the same time, the grief of actually even losing um, Chris's father. My husband's from Germany. My now husband, I was, uh, I met him because I was, I was touring the record called the striving is over, which was the record I made after my divorce. So it was like my big foray into my new independence. And I was over in Germany doing that. And of all the gin joints in the world, I walked into his and he also was a musician anyway, all these things. So, um, you know, we were going to Germany all the time. I was also helping, uh, run an art residency over there. Lots of different things that I'm always got my hands in. Um, but all of that, had gone away and um chris's father he was 80 something so he had a good life but um but he passed away last year memorial day and it's just you know it was that's hard so hard to not be able to share that with people because it also felt really private because we couldn't get to the family yet and it's like i didn't know how to share and all this stuff so you know of course all of us are having some type of grief and trauma coming out of this even if it's just like you know the anxieties that yeah that creep up you're like what is this i've never had this but clubhouse truly and the connectivity and the authenticity of that connection is what brought me out of this depression that i okay. found myself in so again like you said just the power of community and it's so important that power we have the voice together. back to what you were saying sheila the power of the voice to be able to yeah because i got shut down i wasn't I wasn't on stage. I didn't, I didn't take to Instagram at that time. Like a lot of musicians were going live and stuff. I was just like, you know what, God, like I need to, I've got three kids running around here. I have a husband. I've got fur babies. Like I, for the first time, it was very good for me to say, I need to go inside and I need to like really take a posture of just trust and faithfulness. And I don't need to go out there and entertain. I will obviously give hope to those that are like, actually interacting with me on a day-to-day basis because I had to guard my energy you know it's just been such a weird year yeah I'm so happy we really have come out of a lot of that and now we can I have now the strength again to be like 
She's back, baby. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Plus, there's so <laughs> many musicians on Clubhouse now. There's those music rooms and there's karaoke oh, yeah. rooms. I mean, you can have fun. We're not alone. We're not alone. <laughs> We're not alone. Well, let me ask you this because I know my viewers and my listeners all want to know about some key tips to success. And first, tell us like your, your most highest pinnacle of success that you achieved and give us like one or two tips on your secret to success. Well, I think, you know, there's maybe three things that I want to kind of brag about. And of course, coming out of the Southern Baptist Church, you don't brag, but it's not that. It's again, the power of God, what he's done in my life. Again, number one, success that I'm breathing and that I'm living. There you go. (laughs) Um, Again, I just wanted to be a singer. I had no, I was like, I'm not going to go to college. I'm going to, you know, do all this other stuff. I had record labels come to me and I was still 17. And my dad's like, nope, you're going to school. Um, But that was the best thing ever. So not only did I get my bachelor's in English and studio painting and art and all that stuff, uh, creative writing. Then my greatest success that I think is amazing is I now have my master's of fine arts degree. And I was able to now qualified as a professor. The little girl who said she was never going to go to college. I love is it. a professor. Look at you <laughs> go. Congratulations. That's a huge milestone. And you, you weren't supposed to live through elementary school. Hello. Good exactly. Yeah. It was junior high, which is even crazier. Cause you're like, I yeah, just made the, the A basketball team. And I'm like, I can't play basketball. What am I going to do? With my life? Oh, exactly. <laughs> look, exactly. I'm doing right. something. So yeah. And then the next thing was, um, you know, just really being able to travel and exhibit and sing internationally. I mean, and also as an independent artist, um, arranging those tours for myself, making those connections. Again, it's all about your connections. Um, but, but cultivating those relationships right. and then the art residency that was in Germany called, uh, and it's still there. It's auxiliary house Helms. And, um, I was so proud that I was able to, um, you know, create a proposal for the European Union and get 60,000 euros to like, you know, help the facilities. And that was something that I never knew that was in my wheelhouse, you know, so just always being open to a new adventure and mm-hmm. learning new things. That's what makes me successful, I think. And you said that, uh, no, the right collaborations, doing the right people. And in this industry of fine arts and entertainment, it is a lot of who you know. Can you give everyone a quick tip on the best way that you would you met those next best connections that you needed? Well, definitely, first of all, chill out. Just chill. chill. Because I really do believe that, like, whatever your path is, like, God is going to put those people in your path. And also, the, then the way to, like, to, to get him is again, chill out. Don't like, I'm not going to remember like, hi, I'm Sheila Smith Kaye. I'm like, hi, I'm Sheila. Tell me about you. You know, like mm-hmm. let's be real humans together. And then, you know, people want to invest in someone that, that they feel like is genuine and authentic. And so just, um, but again, you, you know, here's the number one thing too. No one's going to discover you. That's, you know, when I say Amen. chill out and wait, I don't mean yep. wait. I just mean that you take a posture of like, all right, I have faith that like this will come because I'm I'm manifesting it. I'm dreaming. I'm praying about it. And, and you're that, working. You're not just and sitting you're home. working. You're, you're staying working. ready. You stay ready. I mean, that's another one of my successes. I have over 50 songs on you know iTunes and online and all this stuff. I've created my own record label. I have my own publishing company. I do it for myself. I do it for other people. Oh, that's great. Um, because I wanted to create an avenue where like you don't have to worry about this industry. Now there's great people in this industry, yes. wonderful people. But a lot of times the majority there is people that prey on you know um Young aspiring artists. artists. Yeah. And that's where I want to step in and go, let me let me help you navigate this and teach you the pitfalls of what I had to do. 
with, especially being a female. And again, there's, there's mm-hmm. wonderful men out there that don't take advantage, but there's lots of stories and reasons why I probably didn't go as far in my career because of things I wouldn't compromise on. Um, but again, just being able to, um, like I said, just keep working, work on, worry about your craft, the mm-hmm. story behind your song, your right, whatever it is that you're doing. And then when that, those paths cross, just being open and leading with your heart and it'll happen. Now, Sheila, you said that you have your own company. Tell us the name of your company because you uh, you kind of breezed over that. And I think there's a lot of people that are going to watch and listen to this podcast saying, wait, I want help with my singing career. And if you're that right person, I want them to be able to connect with you. So how do people connect with you if they're, they've got a, ch- a child that is a singer or they are a singer yeah. themselves? Absolutely. So I just launched my new website. It is Sheila Swift Kaye. Um, now you can go to my Instagram. It's much easier easier I, I, <laughs> I love it teach you how to use your voice there you go. <laughs> um but no everything online so my maiden name is swift so think taylor swift but it's sheila sheila uh, swift she- on instagram Isla. sheila swift on instagram um and okay. on all the things all my handles Clubhouse. I love all it. the I love things it. yes and you'll I have your links in your instagram so they can Spotify. go to the link in the bio Spotify, all that for your uh, Sheila. So you're under Sheila Swift everywhere. So everybody look for Sheila Swift, not only for her music, but for her leadership, for her production company. If you're looking to break into the business of singing, she could be your next best step. And I know Sheila, she would definitely give you advice and point you in the right direction. If she's the right fit for you, great. And if she's not the right one, you should tell you. Like you, you know I know people. everybody, so she I can does. find it. You know, it's not about ego here. It's truly about like, again, making those connections. It's like wherever I, I can, can serve, that's what I want to do. And also, so now again, it's like, wait a minute, talking about this pivot, like, wait a minute, I, I am a professor, I'm qualified for this. Yeah. Not only just, just like with the art stuff, but with the music, again, this experience for over 25 years, I don't do math, but like, I don't either. It's okay. And so, yeah, I can help anyone with anything. Um, Great. <laughs> I can help you with anything. But the point is I'm developing some workshops and courses doing one-on-one coaching. So yeah, hit me up on the Instagram and you can find the, the website, the bio. And even if you don't know what you need specifically, just like hit me up on the email. Let's talk. Let's figure out. I want to hear your story. Mm-hmm. I want to know how I can serve. And Sheila, you really do. You're a woman of your word. And that's how we got connected because like-minded people just connect and we got on the phone. We started talking like, oh my gosh. I I love you. Love you too. Love you too. Now I want to ask one more question before I get to four rapid fire questions that I love to ask my guests. I mix them up a little bit, but today I'm going to ask you for that. We're going to do in this rapid fire style. But before I do that real quick, Anybody that's out there that is a singer, has a child that's a singer, they're always, they might be thinking this. I know most people are, well, I'll just go on these wonderful reality shows. I'll just go to The Voice or America's Got Talent or American Idol or whatever. Tell us your thoughts on that path versus the other path, which is harder and longer. But just real quick, in a couple of words, what do you think about those two paths? I think, first of all, pray on it. If it is your path, it'll be revealed and it's all fine. And I think it's fun to, you know, even just audition for these things. Sometimes they give you some experience of like how the real world is, but don't let your little heart break if they don't take you to Hollywood. And if they do, you better be prepared. So mm-hmm. um, that's one thing because I feel like, uh, okay. You can, say it. you can say I'm it. I'm just going to say it. Look I out. feel like goes. for me, it's not 
it's not the thing that I would suggest, especially for young kids. Now, if you're older and you've been around, like go for it, do whatever. I think it is, you know, amazing for exposure. Anytime we're going to be on TV, like your Instagram is going to blow up. People will want you, but guess what? What's going to happen when that record is actually shelved and all those promises are not taken care of. Um, and then like all of a sudden you, you know, you don't know who you are anymore. What happens if it is a big success and you're not prepared for that? And then all of a sudden, I hate to say it, but I like, I mean, truly in a lot of ways, the music industry is modern day slavery and they own you. They truly own yeah. you. And so you have to make sure you are reading those contracts and negotiating just because it's like, oh, you're going to make my dreams come true. You no, to get a you, lawyer to read those contracts. Absolutely. Don't go into it blindly. People are, and again, there are good people in the industry. I mean, yeah. I know wonderful record label owners. I know wonderful people. I just decided to go the independent route because again, for me, it wasn't about the fame or the money it's about the voice it's about the songs that i write it's about like you know really the craft it's about sharing the hope and the inspiration so again i you know i had uh label offers and you know the first time like said my dad was like you're 17 you know i'm the same age as Brittany and jessica and christina you know beyonce queen from houston so it's like you know they they just atlantic just needed another blonde well i passed and they grabbed mandy moore and she's had a wonderful career i mean there's people have great but like really just again heart-centered that's what you want to focus on fame comes and goes i know and i love your thing mm-hmm. celebritize your business it is true because in this day and age like we're all celebrities you yeah you're a celebrity on industry it doesn't mean hollywood but- but that's the thing. Hollywood does not um, validate you. Right. These reality shows do not validate you. They may get you, you know, a lot further, faster, but who knows what the crash is going to happen? Who knows what you're going to have to compromise on? Sacrifice. So anyway, it's just like, you know, take it with a grain of salt. You do you, boo. But again, like, just... <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Be careful. You know, my daughter uh, is a singer too. She did top 100 American Idol back in the day when she was 16. And she's like you. She says, you know, they those contracts could be terrible. They own you for life now. You should just be for like the first year or then they would But she years, learned you know, so much through the experience. Yeah, sure. and she so wants to do what you're good. doing. Yeah, she yeah. wants to go the independent route and do it like the old fashioned way. So I did want to hook you guys up too because I think you have a lot in common because uh, she does want to keep, you know, herself intact that way but it is yeah. good for some people so you know, we don't knock it at all go out and whatever yeah, real you fast, go on that it. note exactly the old-fashioned way the idea of a and r which is artist and repertoire truly like artist development not like throwing you into the machine yeah. with the wolves and that's what i like to do so my record label is called kaye project and then we have the publishing company. And so, you know, I can I can help artists of any kind. First of all, it's all about the song, number one. Okay. I can help you develop your song, develop your voice, teach your performance, have the label to where, yes, you're not, you're not, you own all your stuff. I really have created the label as a community effort because I want to help people do what I had to figure it out for myself, you know, but I want to make it a little easier, you know, if you want to go that route, because again, like, it's a crazy world out there. It is a crazy world. Oh my gosh. But if we want you to live your dreams. And like I yes. always tell my clients, go back to those little girl and little boy dreams when you were five and six years old and the grown up would come up to you and pinch you on your cheek and say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And without hesitation, you would tell them exactly what you wanted to be, whether it was an astronaut or a movie star or a singer, an yeah. Oscar winner. 
And you didn't worry about that you weren't going to be good enough or tall enough or thin enough or young enough or talented enough. You just knew what you wanted to do. And inside that Because desire, you believed you could do yes, anything. But inside that desire. never lose that. Yes. Is the, is the, inside that, that, no, you're fine. Inside that, that answer is talent that you will have throughout your life that'll come out in all sorts of different ways. You know, and I won my Emmy Award. That was my little girl dream, but it didn't come out the way I thought it would be. It wasn't because I was a great actress in somebody's TV show. It's because I created my own platform and told great stories about nonprofits. When I was 48 years old, I won it, but I didn't go through the normal route that we were just talking about for singers. It right. was a long journey and it came around the other end, but I still am utilizing the gifts and talents that I knew I had when I was little, entertaining, speaking on stage, telling stories, spotlighting other people. That's all part of the gift that God gave me. And when you're little, you think it's going to be one thing because you only know a limited amount of, of past but god gives you this whole world says "Ooh, here's your talent here's how i'm going to use it and it could be completely different but still using your talents so you're happy every day you wake up doing what you're meant to do just be open-minded to the road and the ways in which you do it so i think that's so great amen great. sister there you go. I said it and, better myself <laughs> oh you're so awesome well okay now we're going to get to the rapid fire questions because inquiry minds want to know you ready you're ready all right. First of all, I love TV and I love movies. So I don't ask people about their favorite book because I don't really care about that. I'm sure it's wonderful. But I care about did a special TV show or a movie impact your career in any way? You know, that's a hard one. I'm just going to go with the first thing that pops into my mind. So I'm going to say Dirty Dancing. Ooh. Um, I'm going to say, because I also wasn't allowed to watch it as a kid, but I happened to see it at Janine Hegel's house when I was spending the night in third grade. And I was like, whoa what is this world like <laughs> and who is that guy <laughs> yeah um patrick swayze hello mm. of course you know i was little and so i didn't understand any of the innuendo i didn't right, really right. what was going on. i just saw that here's baby and she ain't gonna be put in a corner and that she didn't know how to dance but she learned how to do it so and then here's this group of cool people that took her in so i don't know i just feel like that movie just like encapsulates the dream right like whatever that. it is so just the idea of like how powerful to um music and and, and dancing performance really is i love it and how That's you know at the end too and all the old people like they start grooving they're like okay so just i think that's probably why i chose that is like you know, if we are just true to ourselves, like we can change people's minds for the better just because we're, again, doing it for the passion and the love of things. Hey, it kind of reminds me of the, the movie Footloose back in the day because you're saying the old people were dancing. Oh, yeah. Footloose kind of like that too. Everybody's against it. Then all of a sudden everybody's dancing at the end. I love that. And even though, you know, you may think, oh, that's corny, but it's not because dreams can come true and you can sway your community to lighten up. And like you said, chill out. So I just think that's chill great. Out. Just chill be out. you, boo. <laughs> yeah, chillax. All right, number two. Do you have a, a favorite or best coach or director or mentor in your life? And what's the one thing they taught you that made a difference? I do. Um, well, I have one for music and one for art. So really quickly, though, I'm going to Go say Michael Roque Collins. Um, I don't know if you can see it here. I have so much of his art in here, but um, okay. he was my very first art professor. Now, when I started going to uh, college, again, wasn't that wasn't the plan, but I'm like, here I am. So the um, HBU, um, you had to have a double major back in the day. And so I already knew, like, I love writing. I love literature. I love all that. So I was like, I'm going to be an English major. And then I had to pick something else. So I was like, ah! I'm like, I don't do math. I don't know. Like, what am I doing with my life? So I chose art because I'm like, 
this will be easy. <laughs> now, I mean, I like drawing. My mother, actually, I would always see her like, she was an amazing photographer and I, I would watch her take pictures and like sit at the dining room table and, and paint the pictures that she oh, took cool. not often, but one of these waterfalls, anyway, that always stuck with me. So we always kind of like had arts and crafts in the house, but it was never anything that for me, it was all about the music. Right. Right. So what I, you? yeah. So I get, I get into college with him and he's the first person to put a paintbrush in my hand. And he taught me that, um, people can see the spirit in me. Now I never did a color wheel and it, he put me kind of in the corner and just said, just go. And that gave, taught me the confidence to go like, Oh, I actually do have it all inside of me already. Ah. And we and then later on, he ended up being my boss and taught me then like the art of like teaching and mentoring. So, um, just Michael Roque Collins, an amazing painter, go that's, check him out. That's a great and tip then, though. He put you on the side. So just go. Sometimes like, you just have to tell your student, just go do it. To do like that day, like go be creative and then come back and let's see what you got instead of yeah, everything like, always everyone being drawn out for you. Yes. Everyone has a different learning style. Everyone mm -hmm. has different talents. And so just like that was, that was amazing to me. Like I, I yeah, just that. And that's what actually kept me in the game because had I had to do like, again, the color wheel and do this, right. and this, like, that's not my spirit. So just like understanding that everyone has a different learning style and yeah. how to uh, cultivate that and like, you know, do that thing. Okay. And, and then for, for music. So John Mays, who was at the time, um, A&R for Sparrow Records. Now he owns Centricity Records in Nashville. John Mays, now 13 years, uh, no, 16 years old. So I'd already like, been in the game touring for a while and doing music. He's like, yeah, you're a great singer. Like, that's fine. But like, do you have songs? It's all about the song. So he's the one that really taught me like the art about the song and pushed me into songwriting. So if it hadn't been for him, I don't know. You know, I might not be on this path. So here I am with that. I love it. Now, you know what? I was going to ask you another question, but you know what? I'm, I did not pre this and I did not pre-approve this of you. Would you <laughs> sing a few bars for us? Oh my gosh. Yes, of course. I love that. All right, oh, so this is a song that... the other question. I'm going to hear a few bars of something for you singing. All right. I am about to release this song again. I'm, I'm flexing different muscles. So if anyone says, what do you sound like? I'm all over the place. So I'm a songwriter for us, but, um, don't ever give up tomorrow things will change look past your suffering soon things will get to i forgot the words let me start that over Go for it. <laughs> don't ever give up tomorrow things will change look past your suffering soon there will be no pain don't give up don't give in and soon you'll begin to climb out of the hole you're in you live you win <laughs> i love that oh my gosh sheila thank you see even songwriters forget their own songs maybe you can oh. edit that or maybe not it's real you live it then it's real who cares you know i am not simon cowell it is okay you are gonna make it you are making it that was just beautiful you will touch so oh, many hearts so i'm gonna end with the, the question that i just love to end with everybody because my whole premise after almost dying at you know when i was 38 my whole legacy began I, I think of it every single day what my legacy is and how i'm leaving a legacy and i want women especially to live their legacy on purpose because we're so busy wearing yes. the hats of helping our spouses our kids all be everything they can be but as women we tend to forget well how do i want to be remembered and so many of us didn't make it out of the pandemic we lost so many amazing women and 
it's just people in general that we never know how long we have. So what is written on your tombstone that is your legacy, how you want people to remember you? Mama, lover, friend. I want people to remember me as someone who actually cares more about people around me than myself, because again, it is all about community. It's really just about the heart. It doesn't matter. You know, I have an awesome guitar collection over here that you can't see. I, the, you know, I have none of this stuff. We're not taking any of this stuff with us. Mm -mm. doesn't matter. I'm glad that I do have the songs online for my legacy of my kids to be able to, now they don't care about my stuff, but maybe later they can like listen and be like, Oh, the message, the words, but yeah, just, I'm, I'm a mom first. I'm a lover. And I just, I just really care about being your friend because I think treating people the way you want to be treated is the most important thing we can do in this life. You are so right. So on that too, I would say she was a great friend and passionate person. I, I love that. That's, and that's exactly what you are. And I'm just so excited for you. Now that song you just sang to us, what's the name of it? And is it available? When will that be available? Cause I want that song. All right. So hopefully I'll get my stuff together. You will. Yeah, before the dance, but but um, it's going to be released actually August 1st. 2021. So, so whenever you listen yes, to this podcast, 2021. 2021. Coming up, it's called Win. Win. And I have to tell you, I actually wrote this um during the pandemic. I wanted to release it during that. Uh, again, I was like, oh, I don't have a, a marketing thing behind it, you know, whatever. But then I got so weird because uh, I'm very sensitive. I got so weird that I made a mistake because um I said, you live, you win. Cause I was thinking also to, to like, well, right now, like we're winning if we're living, but then I got very sensitive and I haven't released it yet. Cause I thought, Oh, I needed to change it to you love you win. And I wish I would have recorded it that way. Now, when I sing it live, I will sing you love you win because again, I'm like people that have lost people or people mm -hmm. that have taken their own lives, like no shade. Like, right. I don't, you know, so I get very, very sensitive. And a lot of times that does block my creativity. So that's why I'm also trying to just step out to this new place to help other people just like stand in their power and be like, okay, we're not perfect. And in this world we live in, I mean, all being so politically correct and everyone's getting right. canceled for like blowing their nose the wrong way. But, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, Sheila, you know, I'm thinking too, let it out and let it be, let it be exactly. But if you, um, Think about that a different way too, because if you're talking to people that maybe are considering taking their lives and they hear your song, you live, you win, like we doesn't matter what the, it does matter what the circumstances are. That was are, generally, it, that was the premise. Yeah, of like it it's from. bad today, but if you just live, you're going to win. Today, it doesn't That's feel exactly like right. you are, but tomorrow, just if you live, you win. And for those of us who have lost people through pandemic or anything, people die every day. We lose loved ones. You know, I've lost my mom. We've lost, my dad was murdered by the mafia. People, this is part of life. Life that do pass away eventually and in that sense it's they have lived so they won because yes. they were here and they lived yes. so yes. none of us know when we're going to die but we all know it's going to happen so I wouldn't be afraid of that because live now while you can absolutely if you can save one person from taking their own life because they hear your song that says if you live you win and again they don't have all the answers for tomorrow or how it's going to work out but just living is is the winning part of it and just having you me. get it and thank yes. you so much for the confidence see even Absolutely. encouragers need encouragement and i thank you for that because you're exactly right that is that is exactly my intention and my heart about it i just didn't you know you get in your own little head sometimes yeah. but thank you i'm happy that you could put it into words and that you see it there so thank you for what you just said it really means a lot because that's Absolutely. that's what it's all about 
It is. And let people just get to know you and put that in print and put that in your interviews. And I think I think it'll hit well. It's a beautiful song. I think people will get it. If anybody ever asks you about that, or you ever get your shade, you just explain. You know, and again, no matter what you do, you'll get shade from someone somewhere. So do be you, be authentically you. I ain't worried about the haters. Because yeah. you know the haters are actually fans if they're paying attention to what That's you right. do. Oh, yeah, so. But it's a beautiful song. The world needs thank it. You. We need it now. So thank you. Thank you. Sheila, you've got to come back. I loved having you. We're going to see where you are a year down the road because I know you're going to do great things this year as we're coming out of this pandemic and always say the hangover 2021. Yeah. So much more life to live. You are on your way to even bigger and greater things. And I want everybody to get a, a review and a where you are now a year from now. And I know we will be seeing each other on Clubhouse. Look her up everywhere where look me up or I'm a Gary everywhere you see social media and clubhouse and we will help take you to the top Sheila thank you for being here with us you're absolutely wonderful guest thank you and you ain't seen nothing yet I'm gonna be like Botticelli's Venus rising from the sea yeah you ain't seen nothing yet <laughs> Woo, I love it Thank you so much. You all go out there and earn more so you can live more, so you can give back more. This is Araya McGarry from Get Celebritized. Go out and make it a great day and get your piece of the pie out there. Have a great one. Until next time, this is Araya McGarry signing out. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry. We hope this episode inspires you to earn more, live more, and give back more. To learn more about Araya, visit her website, arayamagari.com, and make sure to follow her at Araya Magari Productions on Instagram, and join her on Clubhouse at Celebritize Your Business. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast. Thanks again for listening to Get Celebritized with Araya Magari.